Are you looking for some real estate deals that you could offer to your clients? Or some tips, advice, and tricks that could help you amp up your real estate investing skills? Subscribe now in Real Estate IQ. Real Estate IQ will provide you all the tools you need to find and evaluate real estate deals. Visit us at www.realestateiq.co to learn more. Real Estate IQ, the number one in deal finding. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon and welcome back to another wonderful session of Successful Habits Book Club. I'm Arthur and welcome back to the show. We're just going to give everybody a minute to settle down. I know that everybody's talking about the election. It's not just in the States, not just in Texas, but all throughout the world. You know, And I think um, as of now, we, there's no clear result yet, though we're he seeing some, <laughs> uh, some in the news, you know, different versions depending on where you're coming from. But, you know, the next few hours and the next few days are going to be exciting times. So we're going to be uh, checking on that quite um, intently. But for now, let's go back to a book done by a classic you know, author, um, Napoleon Hill. And the book is entitled Think and Grow Rich. And today we're going to be talking about chapters 9 and 10. And uh, this is a continuation of the um, you know, personality development series where the author continues to give us tips on how to grow and you know how to think like a rich person and let me go ahead and share my screen so here we go so once again ladies and gentlemen good afternoon welcome to real estate iq number one in deal finding and welcome to the webinar successful habits book club thank you all for being with us this afternoon i'm arthur and let's continue the journey together in the insightful world of books now why this book club it has been said that our success is a direct result of all the habits we have. The more successful habits we adopt, the more successful we become. And reading on a regular basis is one of the most impactful, successful habits we can all develop. And here's a couple of wise words coming from wise gentlemen. A mind needs books as a sword needs a whetstone, if it is to keep its edge, by George R.R. R. Martin. A great book should leave you with many experiences and slightly exhausted at the end. You get to live several lives while reading by William Styrone. And to acquire the habit of reading is to construct for yourself a refuge from almost all the miseries of life by W. Somerset Maugham. Who are we? Well, Real Estate IQ is a technology and data company focused on creating work-from-home automated systems for the real estate investment community. So for those of you who continue to work in search for your next big deal in real estate, we might just have what you are looking for. And these are our work-from-home automated systems. We have the deal analysis with unlimited comps for you to um, you know, compare properties according to location, same size, or same price range. And up next, we have the deal finding. You can make your own deals choosing over 45,000 motivated seller leads. And we have premium skip trace emails, phone numbers. Just grab your phone and get connected to your next big deal. And we have this latest offering, the CRM, or the Customer Relationship Management. If you have staffing needs, you know, like a virtual assistant or a bookkeeper, you know, we can help you out with that. Just give us a call and we can connect you to the right person to be part of your team. Our mission is to empower your journey to freedom and success. 
our core values, integrity, the quality of being honest, being trustworthy, and having strong moral principles. Growth-oriented, it is the belief that you can learn more, expand, and get better through hard work, dedication, and perseverance. Champion mindsets, you know, the mindset of a champion is flexible and strong. And champions harbor the ability to cope with setbacks and obstacles with a strong will to succeed. And these are the qualities we stand for. Our vision for this book club is to bring together a core group of highly motivated individuals and high performers to grow together. So come and join us in our passive investment program. Stay on top of passive investment opportunities in the real estate IQ community. For program benefits, networking opportunities, etc., please come and visit our site at realestateiq.co slash invest with us. And this is our timeline for this afternoon. We're currently doing the introduction, and I'll be sharing with you the highlights of chapters 9 and 10. And we're going to have the rest of the period, you know, with our panelists for the discussion and dissecting of chapters 9 and 10. And the last 10 minutes will be dedicated for online networking time. Disclaimer, all information in the presentation is intended for educational purposes only. We do not offer investment, financial, or legal advice. And may have this honor and pleasure of introducing to you the distinguished members of the panel who will help us with the lessons of today's book. Our discussion leader has his expertise in residential and commercial real estate, communication, creative problem solving, deal structuring, and strategy. Ladies and gentlemen, real estate investor, coach, and speaker, Mr. Brent Mott. Hey, everybody. Our next member of the panel is called the Closer, because he's the Closer of Deals, offering complete end-to-end turnkey support and power team, the president of Briar Court Homes, Mr. Michael Jeftias. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the book I've been talking about, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And here we go. Let's have the highlights and summary. Chapter 9, Persistence. Persistence is an essential factor in the procedure of transmuting desire into its monetary equivalent. The basis of persistence is the power of will. Willpower and desire, when properly combined, make an irresistible pair. Men who accumulate great fortunes are generally known as cold-blooded and sometimes ruthless. Often they are misunderstood. What they have is willpower, which they mix with persistence and plays back their desires to ensure the attainment of their objectives. There is no substitute for persistence. It cannot be supplanted by any other quality. Remember this, and it will hearten you. In the beginning, when the going seems difficult and slow, those who can take it are bountifully rewarded for their persistence. They receive as their compensation whatever goal they're pursuing. And that's not all. They receive something infinitely more important than material compensation. The knowledge that every failure brings with it the seed of an equivalent advantage. Persistence is a state of mind. Therefore, it can be cultivated. Like all states of mind, persistence is based upon definite causes. Among them, these. A. Definiteness of purpose. Knowing what one wants is the first and perhaps the most important step towards the development of persistence. A strong motive forces one to surmount many difficulties. Second is desire. It is comparatively easy to acquire and to maintain persistence in pursuing the object of intense desire. 
See, self-reliance, belief in one's ability to carry out a plan encourages one to follow the plan through with persistence. Self-reliance can be developed through the principle described in the chapter on auto-suggestion. The definiteness of plans. Organized plans, even though they may be weak and entirely impractical, encourage persistence. E, accurate knowledge. Knowing that one's plans are sound based upon experience or observation encourages persistence. Guessing instead of knowing destroys persistence. F, cooperation. Sympathy, understanding, and harmonious cooperation with others tend to develop persistence. G, willpower. The habit of concentrating one's thoughts upon the building of plans for the attainment of a definite purpose leads to persistence. And H, habit. Persistence is the direct result of habit. The mind absorbs what becomes part of a daily experiences upon which it feeds. Fear, the worst of all enemies, can be effectively cured by forced repetition of acts of courage. Everyone who has seen active service in war knows this. Before leaving the subject of persistence, take inventory of yourself and determine in what particular, if any, you are lacking in this essential quality. Measure yourself courageously, point by point, and see how many of the eight factors of persistence you lack. The analysis may lead to discoveries that will give you a new grip on yourself. And here's the symptoms of lack of persistence. Here you will find the real enemies which stand between you and noteworthy achievement. Here you will find the symptoms indicating weakness of persistence. Study the list carefully. These are the weaknesses which must be mastered by all who accumulate riches. First, failure to recognize and to clearly define exactly what one wants. Second, Procrastination, with or without cause, usually backed up with a formidable array of alibis and excuses. Third, lack of interest in acquiring specialized knowledge. Fourth, indecision, the habit of passing the buck on all occasions instead of facing issues squarely, also backed by alibis. The habit of relying upon alibis instead of creating definite plans for the solution of problems. Six. Self-satisfaction. There is but little remedy for this affliction and no hope for those who suffer from it. Seven, indifference. Usually reflected in one's readiness to compromise on all occasions rather than meet opposition and fight it. Eight, the habit of blaming others for one's mistakes and accepting unfavorable circumstances as being unavoidable. Nine, weakness of desire due to neglect in the choice of motives that impel action. 10, willingness, even eagerness to quit at first sign of defeat based upon one or more of the six basic fears. 11, lack of organized plans. Place it in writing and analyze. 12, the habit of neglecting to move on ideas or grasp opportunity when it presents itself. 13, wishing instead of willing. 14, the habit of compromising with poverty instead of aiming at riches. General absence of ambition to be, to do, and to own. 15, searching for all the shortcuts to riches, trying to get without giving a fair equivalent, usually reflected in the habit of gambling. 
endeavoring to drive sharp bargains. 16, fear of criticism, failure to create plans and to put them into action because of what other people will think, do, or say. Now, how to develop persistence? There are four simple steps which lead to the habit of persistence. They call for no great amount of intelligence, no particular amount of education, but little time or effort. The necessary steps are, first, a definite purpose backed by a burning desire for its fulfillment. Second, a definite plan expressed in continuous action. Third, a mind closed tightly against all negative and discouraging influences, including negative suggestions of relatives, friends, and acquaintances. And fourth, a friendly alliance who will encourage one to follow through with both plan and purpose. And here's chapter 10, Power of the Mastermind. Power is essential for success in the accumulation of money. Plans are inert and useless without sufficient power to translate them into action. This chapter will describe the method by which an individual may attain and apply power. Power may be defined as organized and intelligently directed knowledge. Power, as a term here used, refers to organized effort sufficient to enable an individual to transmute desire into its monetary equivalent. Organized effort is produced through the coordination of effort of two or more people who work toward a definite end in a spirit of harmony. Power is required for the accumulation of money. Power is necessary for the retention of money after it has been accumulated. Let us ascertain how power may be acquired. If power is organized knowledge, let us examine the sources of knowledge. First source of knowledge, infinite intelligence. This source of knowledge may be contacted through the procedure described in another chapter with the aid of creative imagination. Accumulated experience. The accumulated experience of man or that portion of it which has been organized and recorded may be found in any well-equipped public library. An important part of this accumulated experience it's, is taught in public schools and colleges where it has been classified and organized. And third, experiment and research. In the field of science and in practically every other walk of life, men are gathering, classifying, and organizing new facts daily. This is the source to which one must turn when knowledge is not available through accumulated experience. Here, too, the creative imagination must often be used. Imagination of the three major sources of knowledge will readily disclose the difficulty of an individual would have if he depended upon his efforts alone. In assembling knowledge and expressing it through definite plans in terms of action. If his plans are comprehensive and if they contemplate large proportions, he must generally induce others to cooperate with him before he can inject into them the necessary element of power. Knowledge may be acquired from any of the foregoing sources. It may, convert, it may be converted into power by organizing it into definite plans and by expressing those plans in terms of action. And here's gaining power through the mastermind. The mastermind may be defined as coordination of knowledge and effort in a spirit of harmony between two or more people for the attainment of a definite purpose. 
No individual may have great power without availing himself of the mastermind. If you carry out these instructions with persistence and intelligence and use discrimination in the selection of your mastermind group, your objective will have been halfway reached even before you begin to recognize it. And that's the summary of chapters 9 and 10. Let me now turn over the floor to Michael and Brent. Brent, you're muted and frozen. Uh, I good stuff to say while I was muted too. So um, we're, we're a big group of entrepreneurs and uh, real, real estate, what I would say is the biggest attribute of success uh, for new entrepreneurs. So I've, I've, I've used this analogy uh, several times, uh, but if you look at every other profession that makes a significant amount of income, look at the time that they put in before they earned any income. Uh, doctors, bunch of school. Lawyers, bunch of school. Professional athletes, they play their sport their entire life. Professional musicians, they, they sing their entire life before they make a dollar. As, as a brand new entrepreneur, well, I've been, I've been at this for 30 days and I haven't, I haven't made a million dollars yet, so clearly this doesn't work. No, persistence uh, is absolutely huge. Uh, some people call it grit. Um, uh, Andy Frisella uses the term grit, stick to itness, whatever you want to say. The ability to know what your goals are and stick with it and be persistent. Um, so persistence and uh, consistency are two of the biggest things for success as entrepreneurs. So, um, uh, willpower and desire when properly combined make an in irresistible pair. So, uh, having the willpower and the desire combine those together. Those, those are huge. Um, one thing that we've got to say that I need to say about willpower is you've got to have willpower in this business. Um, because a lot of what we do sucks. A lot of what we do really, really sucks. The part that the part that doesn't suck is really, really awesome. But you've got to have the willpower to push through the the part part the the difficult parts. Um, uh, and then another thing uh, this really uh, struck with me: uh, weak desires bring weak results. So um, Tony Robbins says, you know, most a lot of times that people fail is because they have impotent goals. So you've got to have a good, strong why. Um, Jim Rohn says that as the why becomes stronger, the how becomes easier. And establishing that strong why, that definiteness of purpose is what is going to help us to be persistent as we go. So we, we definitely have to have that really, really strong why. Um, your sub, oh, this is, this is awesome. Your subconscious mind works continuously while you are awake and while you are asleep. Um, the subconscious mind is, so this, I know I'm jumping around on different stuff. This is just stuff that I highlighted that really stuck out to me. Uh, normally my highlights are a little bit more, co more coherent, but I just, as stuff stuck out to me, I highlighted it and that's how I'm going to talk about it. But your subconscious mind works continuously while you are awake and while you are asleep. Um, when we are, our brains are designed 
to uh, to block out information unless we tell our brain that, hey, this information is relevant. And our subconscious mind is going to look for whatever we tell it to look for. Um, and where focus goes and energy flows. So if we focus on what's wrong with our life, our subconscious brain is going to look for opportunities uh, for things that are that are going wrong in your life in your life. Um, I'm, uh, I'm reading a book, uh, right now. It's actually less of a book and this is really hippy dippy. Um, but it is what it is. It works. It's called the magic. Um, it's a, uh, essentially what it is, is a 28 day, uh, gratitude practice. And it's really focused on being grateful for different things. Um, and you know, uh, when, when we have a mindset of gratitude, it's, it's hard to be stressed out. It's hard to be down in the dumps when you're grateful. So one of the things that I do uh, as, as part of this book is I write down 10 things that I'm grateful for every morning. Um, I have a, uh, and then every night uh, before bed, think about all the good stuff that happened that day and then pick the best thing that happened that day. Um, but what I'm doing is I'm reprogramming my subconscious mind to look for opportunities to be grateful, to look for opportunities for things to be good in my life. So that's something that, uh, yeah, I, I all own right now. That's a little hippy dippy, but I want to program my mind to look for things that are going to make me happy and, uh, opportunities to be grateful and thankful um are are really good opportunities in general uh, can i can i add to that brent i think Please. that is so spot on and, and i look i don't want to sound all pollyanna and stuff but I, I will tell you that you know every night when i i personally say prayers at night and you know i i thank god because it can always be worse and and all you have to do is look around. I mean, we see. Uh, I, I live in a, a a gated and guarded neighborhood that uh, has many more much older retired people than younger people. And you know, you you see these people that just are dying from old age or from disease or or something like that. And I, I use that as a reminder all the time of it could always be worse. You see these people that have no job now for whatever reason and you know if i have a slow two weeks it could always be worse so i think i i it's certainly easier said than done but truly be grateful for everything you have and and it's okay to look to worse off situations to make you thankful for what you have absolutely absolutely um so i mean and and that just gives us uh opportunities to find for the, the good stuff. But this also works um, in our business. So I found, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you have this experience, I'm annoying to ride in a car with, because I've programmed my mind to look for distressed properties. So driving for dollars, driving around looking for areas for properties that look like they need some love, that is programmed in my brain to, uh, and my, I will in my peripheral vision, see a house that needs some love. And I'll be like, I have to go get that address um, so that we can track down that house. So our subconscious mind will go to work for you. Um, and if you're not taking advantage of that, uh, you need to.
so uh, Hill gave a bunch of really good lists. Again, I'm Hill's incredible. I'm I'm not any but I, I I can't improve upon what he said, but uh, stuff. There's some stuff that I uh, uh, that resonated with me. Uh, so I just wanted to you know share some areas that I struggle in and and uh, and, and things like that. So symptoms uh, of a lack of persistence, procrastination. Uh, procrastination is one of my biggest pitfalls. Is, is I put stuff off, um, and and we've got to just take care of stuff as soon as it comes in. Uh, that is uh, action. Action is key. Um, how often when, when we're looking at a deal, do we put it off and somebody else moves faster than us? So you can't procrastinate. You've got to move fast. Uh, you've got to take action. Uh, if we've got any left brainers on today, um, done is better than perfect. I think I saw David on David, um, uh, David left, um, done is better than perfect. Uh, when it comes to uh, marketing, get it out and then get it right. But get in front of homeowners. Um, it doesn't have to be perfect. There's not a level of preparedness that's going to get you ready for the first time that you talk to a homeowner. I recommend that you partner with somebody um, uh, that that is a great closer the first time you talk to a homeowner. Um, you know, the I, I was I've been in vocational sales for. 15 years. And, um, before that I, I did it when I was a kid. Um, and the first time I knocked on a door of somebody going to foreclosure, I went, uh, bah, 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 bah. there's not a level prepared. Just go do it. You're gonna mess the first ones up anyway. So go get them out of the way. Just, just take action. Um, there, there, you're not going to be ready. You're, you're just not going to be ready until you do it. Um, but I've never done anything in my life that I was qualified to do before I did it. So take action now. All right, we'll maybe finish the rest of book club and then take action. But or or if if you're gonna go knock on a door right now, go knock on a door right now. Uh, take take the computer with you. All and then right. call a brand guy to partner. There you go. There you go. I like it. Um, lack of interest in acquiring specialized knowledge. Lack of interest in acquiring specialized knowledge. This one is huge. You have to come to classes like this. You have to go to training. Um, I'm, uh, it, it looks like my taxes are going to go up dramatically for the next four years. Guess what? I'm going to go to specialized training to mitigate those taxes. I'm going to go and educate myself. Um, I'm not going to procrastinate. I'm going to take action. Um, but we have to have that specialized knowledge or have, or know where to get that specialized knowledge. Um, it's, it's really easy. And I see this with a lot of entrepreneurs as they go to a weekend event and they're like, get all pumped up and jazzed. And then they don't do anything. And then they get another weekend event and then they don't do anything with it. What's worse is when you pay for training and you don't do it. That, that is, that is the, it blows my mind, but we have to have specialized knowledge and real estate investing requires a lot of specialized knowledge, but it's, it's a mile wide. It's not a mile deep. You just have to know a little bit about a lot. You don't have to know a lot about any one thing, but you have to know a little about a lot. And the way you do that is you go to educational events, you go to workshops, you go to networking events 
you have to have specialized knowledge. You have to talk to people uh, like Michael that have done hundreds of deals that have seen a ton of different scenarios uh, going on with, well, what's, what do I do here? Uh, well, we don't know who owns the house. What do we do now? Well, you have to have the specialized knowledge um, in order to do that. You have to get the specialized knowledge. You, you have to. Um, Jim Rohn said that education will make you a living. Self-education will make you a fortune. That is part of why we do the book club is because we do specialized education. Um, and, you know, a lot, of, a lot of what we're talking about is more uh, business than, than real estate specific. Um, what's, what's kind of strange is... I don't, I think I've read less than 10 books on real estate um, uh, specifically. And I've been a full-time real estate investor for the last seven years. Uh, I've been in real estate for 10. I've been around it my entire life. Uh, but I mean, uh, these business books are huge and they're, they, they apply. So this is a, a way to get some specialized knowledge. All right. Um, number eight. Uh, the habit of blaming others for your mistakes and accepting unfavorable circumstances as being unavoidable. It's your fault. It's your fault. What, whatever's wrong in your life, it's your fault. Guess Frank, what? Can we just back up to what you just said a minute ago, though? About Absolutely. Yeah, um, please. 100% everything you said is true. But I also, and I, I'm sure you do also, and I know you've talked about this, so I'm expanding on what I've heard you say before that I absolutely believe that please. you just didn't include in this part. Don't go down a rat hole, people. Don't try, and I see this, especially with newbies. They try and learn such highly specialized information that they're missing the 30,000 foot view. And, and, and I'm gonna give you guys, I'm gonna give you an example. Can I come up with an ARV? Absolutely. Can I assess cost repairs? 100%. Guys, my wife is an appraiser. I don't have any desire nor bandwidth, nor brain power to understand what she has become a certified expert in over the last 18 years. I hand it over to her, she gives me a number, that's what I go by. I know enough to be dangerous, I know enough to, be, to, to do things on my own if need be, but I'm spending my energy in getting more buyers, getting more deals, doing fix and flips, the, the stuff that's gonna make me money and partnering out on a scalable process with others. Know a little bit about a lot and know the people that know a lot about a little. Bingo. You got to know the people. So uh, uh, he, uh, Hill told a, a couple weeks ago uh, in the book club, well, Hill said it a couple hundred years or a hundred years ago. I, we talked about it a couple weeks ago when he was talking about Henry Ford. You've got to have the people that have the specialized knowledge. Um, you, you have to have the people that have the specialized knowledge. Um, Chris Alcedo, your business partner. Oh my gosh, he's he's a genius. He knows everything yes. there is to know about foreclosures. He knows everything there is to know about every different kind of deed. And uh, Chris and I do a uh, question and answer call on Monday nights, and we've done that together for three years, four years now. I don't I don't even know how long we've done that together, and I can't tell you how many questions, how many times somebody is asked about the different specific types of deeds, and I can't tell you how many times I've zoned out while Chris was describing it, because guess what? When I run across it, I'm going to call Chris. Um, I don't, I don't need to know. I, I don't need to know. Um, I, I don't know how to file a memorandum of contract. I know who to call when I need to file a memorandum of contract. I don't know how to do it though. 
I don't know how to file a deed. I know who to call when I need to file a deed. Um, I, kn I know the people that I need to know with the, the specialized knowledge. So you have to have the specialized knowledge, but you also have to know the people with the specialized knowledge. The other thing with, um, I, I work with a lot of engineers. I work with a lot of engineers and they have to know everything. They have to know every, every turn they're going to take on the 5,000 mile trip before they can take step one. And, and, and sometimes just take the first step, just take the first step and we're going to figure out where we're going to turn. We're, we're going to get there. Cause guess what? Things are going to change as we get down the road. Um, but I get it. If you're, if you know, you're that kind of person, uh, do, do spend, get, give yourself a time frame. give yourself. I'm going to give myself 30 days to research the heck out of this and just dive in, but have a deadline of when you're going to take action, have a drop dead date of I'm taking action on this day. Um, and, and engineers, crazy smart people, great, way smarter than me, way smarter than me. Um, but they have to know everything. So they, they freeze and can't take any action. All right. So the, uh, this number eight, I, I, you got a preview. This is a major, major, major issue we have in our society. This is a major issue we have in our society. The habit of blaming others for your mistakes and accepting unfavorable circumstances as being unavoidable. Okay. Everything that happens in your life is your fault. Everything, whether it's good, it's your fault. If it's bad, it's your fault. And if you take that point of view, that is so empowering. That is so empowering. If you eliminate blame as part of your life, oh, well, I could do this, but this, I could have done this, but that, oh, but take ownership, take ownership, take the agency and control of your life. Whatever goes wrong, it is you figure out what you could have done differently. Okay. Because what Michael did wrong, what am I going to do? I can't fix Michael. He doesn't need any fixing, but if Michael, if Michael messed up something in my deal, it's probably because I didn't give him the right information. It's probably because I didn't follow up. It's probably because I procrastinated. All right. But I'm going to take ownership. I'm going to figure. And, and by the way, Michael's incredible. Um, I'm you, you were just, if our, you were in the top corner, if Arthur was in the top corner, I would have blamed Arthur. Um, but Arthur is flawless. Um, anyways, dude, I hope uh, to be Arthur when I grow up. There you go. Me too. Um, but if, if you eliminate that ability to blame other people and you take the responsibility, think about the growth that you're going to have. So, um, take ownership, uh, Jocko Willink, we read one of his books a couple months ago. Uh, he wrote a book called Extreme Ownership. Absolutely incredible. Highly recommend picking that up. Um, but man, we've got a bunch of sissies in our society. And guys, that use that to your favor. And I agree with you, Brent. I mean, there's nothing more I hate than, than people who are professional victims and, and people who have faux outrage. Oh, well, I should be outraged at that. So I'm going to be, even though it doesn't affect me. Anyway. Um, guys, I've had some really, really, 
really bad bosses in my corporate life. And rather than feeling sorry for myself and rather than feeling saying, oh, you know, everything that went wrong is because they're such a jerk or they're such this or that. You, you know what I said? Okay, yeah, you know what? They're, they're, real, they're real choice words for them, okay? But what could I have done differently? How could I have handled that differently? And guys, I have taken those really <coughs> crappy experiences, experiences and I have turned them into a form of training that has allowed me to become absolutely amazing at closing, absolutely amazing at, at handling objections. I can figure out what somebody's thinking at, a, at when I'm trying to close a deal before they even know what they're thinking. And it's not because I've got some super special power. It's because of perseverance. It's because I'm using some of these words in the book. It's about an obsession about bettering yourself. It's about paying attention and continually self-critiquing and not using scapegoats. Guys, that is what really will turn you into a superstar. I think when you look at a lot of these professional athletes, I mean, yes, they're clearly talented, but I bet you there's many of them that got to where they are is based solely on how hard they worked, how hard they practiced, how much they did it, and, 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 and weren't just born the best, and there's a small percentage that is, but they worked at it, guys. And, and that's what's gonna drive you to success and wanting it. Tim Grover wrote a really, really good book called Relentless. Um, and he talks about Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Um, uh, uh, Tim Grover was a uh, essentially a personal trainer. Um, he, was, he was an athletic trainer. Uh, and he worked specifically with Michael Jordan and with Kobe Bryant. It helps to be born six foot nine. That, that helps. Um, but uh, arguably both of those players were the best player in the NBA at one point in time. Okay. I'm, I won't acknowledge LeBron. I can't stand LeBron. Um, but that's not because of basketball. That's just because he's a blamer. Um, uh, but if, if you read that, yeah, if, if you read that it's Tim Grover, relentless, really great book. Um, uh, but he talks about the work ethic of those two. Um, if you want to be the best in the world at what you do, and you don't have to want to be the best in the world at what you do, you don't have to, that, but if that's what you want, it's going to take some work. Um, it takes right. us and to the deal you, you and I worked on a month ago that, that ultimately the deal did not happen, but you know what? I, I can sit here with a clear conscience and, and Brent, I'm sure you will back me up because you had insight. I worked that deal nonstop and I pushed oh, it no. I didn't let it up. And, and I did everything to make sure that when it didn't happen, it wasn't because of anything I failed to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And, and you took complete ownership. Um, another thing, searching for shortcuts to riches, trying to get without giving a fair equivalent, usually reflected in the habit of gambling or endeavoring to drive a sharp bargains. Um, do right by people. Um, you the, So I, this is a, are there... There, there aren't shortcuts to getting rich. There's no such thing as get rich quick, but there are shortcuts. There, there are shortcuts to growing your business. Surround yourself with the right people is a shortcut. Get the specialized knowledge. Do the work to get the specialized knowledge. Um, uh, so one thing it says, trying to get without giving. Give up part of the deal and partner with somebody that knows what they're doing. Um, grow, grow your business that way. Um, all right. 
so moving on, people refuse to take chances in business because they fear the criticism that that may follow if they fail. Get over it. There, there you go. I, I don't have anything other to say. Just get over it. Uh, too many people refuse to get to set high goals for themselves or even neglect selecting a career because they fear the criticism of relatives and friends who may say, don't aim so high. People will think you're crazy. Um, I've never made a career decision that I didn't have somebody tell me that I was an idiot. I, I've, I've never, every career decision I've made, it's been a, you're an idiot. Um, it's worked out well for me. Uh, so don't, don't worry about others. That, that's the other thing about eliminating blame out of your life. You want, you want to know whose opinion I care about mine? Um, so I, I have two older sisters and, hey, Judy, uh, listening, say, yeah, and Judy say what say Judy, if she's there listening, make sure you say, and Judy's opinion. And Ju well, yeah, mostly Judy's opinion. Okay. All right. All right. Just, mostly I'm there Judy. for you, I've. I've outsourced having opinions uh, to Judy. She yeah. she just tells me what I think. When you get married, you become a professional nodder. Yes, honey. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can be right or you can be happy. Yep. All right. Um, I, I have two older sisters, and they both have a lot of opinions about my life. Luckily, they, I've I've trained them away from this. But I used to take my bills and spread them out on the table and say, "Okay, you pick which one of my bills you want to pay, and that'll decide how long I want to listen to you." All right. I'm responsible for me. I'm responsible for my family. I'm, I'm, I'm answerable to myself, to my wife and my God, anybody else, you know, I've got to take care of me and mine. All right. Uh, um, so, uh, many people believe that material success is the result of favorable breaks. There is an element of, of ground for belief for that. But those depending entirely upon luck are ne are nearly always disappointed because they overlook other uh, important factors that must be present before one can be sure of success. Look, I'd rather be lucky than good. I'd much rather be lucky than good. Um, have have I gotten lucky a lot of times? Absolutely. Do I do everything in my power to make sure that I get a chance to be lucky? Absolutely. I, I manufacture lucky breaks. I program my subconscious mind to look for opportunities. I program my subconscious mind to look for opportunities. So th this is, um, I do a lot of fundraising in my businesses is a big part of what I do. Um, I live in Houston. Uh, I like, I wanted to contribute to the Houston rodeo. I had a goal to get on the steer auction committee at the Houston rodeo. Okay. The steer auction committee, uh, there's a hundred people on the committee. It's a very, very small, very, very selective committee. You have to be invited to even apply to join the, the committee. So what did I do? I volunteered at a, at a club for the rodeo. That was not a very prestigious club. I stocked beer for two, for two rodeo seasons. Not, it's not like I did it for two years. It was, I think I volunteered like six nights at each rodeo, but, but through that, I was able to meet somebody that I was able to get onto the, the steer auction committee. Guess what? Now I'm going to be in a room full of people that have 300 grand to spend on a cow. Um, do you think I'm going to find some opportunities to do some really good networking? Am I going to get lucky in that room? Yes. 
I'm going to get lucky. I'm, I'm going to meet some people and I, that's going to be sheer luck that I met them. Except for I put myself in a position to be lucky to meet them. Um, uh, we're starting to run out of time. Do you have anything to say on luck? No. Other okay. than uh, the only way you can get rich quick is to win the lottery. And that doesn't stick around. No. That doesn't stick around. Uh, so how to develop persistence? A friendly alliance with one or more persons who encourage you to follow through with both plan and purpose. Um, so we're on, Judy and I are on day 65 of our 75 day hard program. Um, uh, if, if it, it would have been a lot harder <clears throat> if we didn't have each other. And th this is the stupidest thing, but I am so, I, I'm so, uh, susceptible to online, to little checklists. This is the app and just having a little thing that I get to check off that yes I worked out twice today uh, is is huge for me so um, there's an app I haven't tried it yet it's called habit tracker that's what I'm going to use after I'm done uh, with with the 75 hard app um, but I mean have an app have a tool have a journal have an accountability partner that's going to really help you out um, also on persistence, I therefore speak from actual knowledge when I say that I found no quality safe persistence in either of them that even remotely suggested the major source of their stupendous achievements. That's talking about Edison and Ford. Persistence is key. Um, that's kind of what we opened with. Uh, the mastermind concept, um, surrounding yourself with the right people is crucial crucial for success. The mastermind may be defined as coordination of knowledge and effort in a spirit of harmony between two or more people for the attainment of a definite purpose. Um, whether that's, you know, getting together and just talking about different strategies, different businesses, uh, different deals. When we get together, we tend to come up with really, really good ideas. Um, economic advantages may be created by people who surround themselves with the advice, counsel, and personal cooperation of a group of people who are willing to lend them wholeheartedly aid and spirit of perfect harmony. Um, when I've got an idea, I have people that I call and I talk to them about it. Hey, what do you think about this? And then, and then the idea morphs and it changes into, into something entirely different, but better. Because um, I have specialized knowledge, the, my, the people in my network have specialized knowledge so that we can create new opportunities. A group of brains coordinated or connected in a spirit of harmony will provide more thought energy than a single brain, just as a group of electric batteries will provide more energy than a single battery. Uh, I don't know if I uh, mentioned, if I talked about the Clydesdales. So a, a Clydesdale, oh, I, I did talk about it or you know what I'm talking about, Michael? No, you talked about it. I talked about it. Okay. A single Clydesdale can pull 8,000 pounds. Two Clydesdales together um, can pull uh, 24,000 pounds. Okay. So uh, not double, triple. And a, uh, and a pair of Clydesdales that are trained together um, can pull, I think four or five times what a single Clydesdale can pull. So, um, masterminds work about the same way. 
Uh, that's how uh, good partnerships in real estate investing work also. 100% accurate. 100% accurate. 100% accurate. I, I can't agree more with that. Um, uh, there's, uh, so, uh, w Michael partners with a lot of people, but I'm, I, I think that you introduced Chris as your business partner. Yes. I partner with a lot of people, but if I'm talking about my business partner, I'm probably talking about Aaron. I, I'm, I'm either talking about, and, uh, if he wasn't my cousin, I, I refer to him as my cousin because my other business partner is my cousin. It, I've just, I've just called him my cousin for longer than my business partner. But I partner with a lot of people, but I, I have these two that I partner on a, a lot of stuff with. Um, and we develop this cohesiveness that, that we uh, can really bounce ideas off of each other uh, and, and, really, and really grow uh, and find new ways to, uh, to make money out of thin air um, with, with a lot of stuff. So that's, that's how a good business partnership should be. Um, people take on the nature and the habits and the power of thought of those with whom they associate in a spirit of sympathy and harmony. Um, this, this works both ways. This, this works both ways. We become like the people that we surround ourselves with. Okay. If you surround yourself with people that are constantly striving to get better, you're going to get better. If you're, if you network with people that are, that are, if you're here and they're here, you're going to meet them. All right. If they're here and you're here, you're going to meet them. Um, I, I love my sister. I love hanging out with my sister. Okay. But my sister's ambitions are time off. And uh, she lives uh, close to the river in New Braunfels and she likes to go down to the river and hang out and drink beer. And you know what? I like to hang out and go to the river and drink beer at the river. That's a lot of fun, but I have to limit that association. I love my sister, but if, if I spent every weekend with my sister, that's what my life would be. And I aspire to more than that. Okay. So I, I have to, so I'm not saying cut off your family or cut off people that aren't of a, the socioeconomic class that you want to be a part of, but consciously and cognitively, um, find time to be around the people that are like what you want to be like. Money is shy and elusive. It must be wooed and won by methods not unlike those used by a determined lover in pursuit of a mate. And coincidental as it is, the power used in the wooing of money is not greatly different from that uh, used in wooing a lover. So, um, ooh, I'll tell you this, sales is sales. Whether it's talking to a girl, whether it's or or guy, whatever, um, someone you gotta that make you them love you so you can close the deal. There you go. Um, but if you're selling a car, selling the idea of buying a house, selling solar panels, selling the right to uh, whatever you're selling, it's the same skill set. All right. So this is I've, I've talked about Jim Rohn a lot today. Um, uh, but Jim Rohn talked about how success is not something that you pursue. Success is something that you have to attract. And the way that you attract success is by becoming an attractive person to the marketplace. So 
money is shy and elusive. So you have to attract it. How do you attract it? You become attractive to money. You find good homes for money. You find good uses for money. You find good ways to help money make friends. All right. Um, and, and you have to attract money by creating opportunities within, within a marketplace. Um, here's, here's the flip side of that. Poverty needs no plan. It needs no one to aid it because it is bold and ruthless. Riches are shy and timid. They have to be attracted. Broke? Broke finds you. Broke finds you. You don't want to be found by broke. Um, riches are timid. You have to attract the riches. Um, uh, and, and this is, uh, so I have the original audio and then the updated um, Think and Grow Rich. Except for I think it was updated 20 years ago. So he's talking about Ross Perot um, is one of the uh, one of the examples. But uh, Ross Perot was one of the top salespeople at IBM before he created his own business, EDS. Um, and uh, uh, Perot was talking about going head to head in a sales company. He was trying to earn a contract for sales, um, and. And his company and IBM were running head to head. And it was a David and Goliath uh, uh, type scenario. And there were seven factors on, on how the client was going to choose. And uh, Perot said, we're going to beat them seven to zero. And that's the day we won. They won the, the day that they decided that they were going to win. All right. Um, and I've done a good job of monopolizing pretty much all of the time that we have. Um, uh, we're, we're coming up on the hour. Uh, so I don't know if we have time to bring people in or if we just want to call it a night, Arthur, do, do yeah. we just want to call it a night or do we want to do, yes. what do we want to do? Yeah, I think let's just uh, call it a night. We okay. only have a few minutes left. Anyway, we're going to have uh, a continuation next week. So we're going to have chapters 11 and 12. And we'd just like to thank Larry, Louise, Pedro. Nice to see you again. And Stella for being with us today. And I've learned a lot. You know, guys, sticking with you once a week. You know, your ideas are starting to rub off on me. Though originally, I've always wanted to be a stock trader in the long run. But hearing you week after week, you know, I might give uh, real estate a try. So <laughs> one of these days, I'm going to attend a class. Really great help and information. It's called the uh, Real Estate IQ or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe one of these days, I'm going to, um, you know, attend a physical class once the pandemic is over and try to learn more about real estate. And uh, yeah, looking forward to that. <laughs> thank you so much, guys. And thank you for joining us today. Looking forward to seeing you next week for another Successful Habits Book Club. Thank you and enjoy the rest of the day. Bye-bye. For webinar schedules, follow us at our official social media accounts or visit us at www.realestateiq.co.